Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. You down with TTRPG? Yeah, you know me. You down with TTRPG? Yeah, you know me. TTRPG? Yeah, you know me. You know him. And you know me. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to another level of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. And the Zuh means friendship. Mm. And uh, yeah, hey, me and the, the co-host himself benjamin bluefer blue the fourth earl of blueberry tapioca uh the amazing the amazingness the one of the damn reasons this entire uh podcast continues as long as it has blue themselves yes as some would call me just that guy nobody calls you that no one everybody is just it, like hey how's that guy doing if they call you that it's because they don't know you that's what it is Exactly, and nobody knows me. They don't like me. Well, <laughs> to know to know someone, to know oneself, to know, can know, can know. Uh, mm. but, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm joined by bestie, uh, my 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 bro buddy, my my heterosexual life mate, uh, the blue. And hey, how you how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, and uh, if it wasn't very clear just from the intro, we are here to talk some TTRPG! Turge! Why is that so, like, pleasing to say, Blue? It's because it really dives deep into your carnal letters, and it just really brings out all that alphabet from way down deep, back in time when we were but youths makes us feel young again ah yes letters the alphabet like, yes. a simpler today's, time today's podcast brought to you by the letter t t r p and g <laughs> indubitably yes yes so um yeah uh once upon a time as in march of last year uh we had the inaugural episode talking in a tabletop role-playing game with uh none other than and then the earl of blueberries uh, what's what's the what's the mistress of the house to an earl? The Dutch no duchess would be duke. So so Danny's wife is a duchess. The duchess a deuce. But <laughs> what's a what's a earl's wife called? I'm gonna look it up. But with your you with your look it up. That's with your beautiful with your beautiful wife, the queen of the north. Yeah, such a good time. And uh, of course, with <laughs> I'm so happy that James came on the podcast way back when because yep. they're way too famous now for my silly little podcast yeah too busy too busy yeah. all yeah. all the happiness for them award-winning dm but uh mm-hmm. the, the wife of an earl is styled a countess blue she would love that oh yeah and when when you tell her that the the duchess the queen of the north uh she's no countess countess not duchess countess countess, countess caitlin oh that's good it even sounds yeah. like a superhero. 
It does. Oh, we we love this. We live for it. Uh, I'm so happy that you you were styled a, an earl for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, for for I guess my misses, uh, since I'm the tribal chief, that makes her the the tribal chiefess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so all all good titles for the for our better halves. But hey, we we uh, me and Blue were like, what are we gonna talk about? We're like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And then I was just like, well, you really really like tabletop role playing games. You want to just talk that since we don't have that really have to have any prep involved. And you were like, yeah, man, I can always talk that. Yep. And it's a, you know, when I say inaugural episode, I guess it makes sense to have another one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so here we are. At some point, uh, it's too bad Darth John's not around. He would have been a would have been a good ad. I mean, he's Since, uh, behind me in his room. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair to him to just say, "Hey, jump on the Skype, Darth John. It's time to talk. <laughs> time to talk role playing games." <laughs> that's true. And he's got work in the morning, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we're just here to uh, with no true agenda, just to, to do it. I mean, we started off with the lady voice because I'm like, there's a lot of swinging, swinging Charlies playing the role playing games, and uh, you know, both me and Blue are of the male persuasion. Mm-hmm. So so we got the the wonderful uh, non dude voices. But uh, Blue, I mean, when I when I think of people that play D and D in my life that I think are super freaking cool, like it's none other than than the the husband of the of the countess <laughs> uh himself and uh of course the dark john but yeah blue i, I mean it's sort of i'm we're co-hosts take it away dude sort of oh. sort of grab the reins of the horse that is you and okay. uh yeah i'm not like, even really sure where to start so like okay well what uh, about like how you came to it uh, that's a good start at the start my gosh, that was a long time ago, back in college. Uh, there was um, a small group of folks, and I had to be really sneaky and hide it uh, because my girlfriend at the time was um, very much against it. Uh, when the first movie came out with Marlon Wayans, I had got the movie on DVD, and I also got a stern yelling at for bringing that movie into the household anywhere near her so it was uh very taboo with my ex um which made it so much more appealing to me um mostly because i hated her so uh i snuck around which made it super exciting and instead i i never cheated on her i snuck around playing D. &D. (laughs) that sounds really lame but that's what I did. I just snuck around playing D and D, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I get to roll a polyhedron." Um, <laughs> look at me, I'm dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I roll for stealth. Um, yeah, and I rolled pretty well. Uh, she didn't find out. Uh, she, I know she didn't listen to this stuff. So, yeah, never found out. And uh, I played back in the day, but it was, gosh, there were a lot of like really wild and loose systems back in the day that were just like kind of crazy and the first one that i had played wasn't like official dnd it was i don't even remember the the freaking name of it but it, it was very much wild and loose and yeah you 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 played with pretty much the same dice but it was like like i said it, it, it was different and uh later on in life um meeting darth john he had uh done um a dnd thing in high school 
and he got me into Pathfinder, and Pathfinder was super fun for me. Like, you could get super wild with the stats, and um, I had always wanted to try my hand at um, uh, DMing and, and creating the story and stuff. And uh, so we played, and uh, I sucked, and then I learned and got better. And now we are here today where I run two different games, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. So, that's up. Huzzah. I mean, like, I... So I'm not not college like you, I guess. Uh, it's funny that I would come to TTRPG before you, yet you mm-hmm. would be uh, be where you're at. It, uh, I mean, long story short, like you know, I, I've said on the podcast, like Dragonlance books and like Lord of the Rings and uh, mm-hmm. like Chronicles of Narnia were like all my all my bags. Choose your own adventure books, you know what I mean. But uh, when I was in Boy Scouts, and yeah, I was a Boy Scouts. If you're wondering, like, did you make an Eagle Scout? I did. I did. Take that question asker <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this sounds so haughty like I, I know you don't care but I, I did you know it is what it is uh, actually I don't even mean it that way I'm proud I got it it's fine it's an accomplishment it's amazing that I did it considering how eclectic my uh, teenage years were but uh, in my scout troop a lot of the a lot of the kids who were a little bit older who I thought were cool played the Star Wars role-playing game and uh, we desperately wanted to play it as well i think i got to play like one game with them uh, i don't know if it was a sleepover uh, i feel like it was a sleepover and it was at uh, this guy richard's house and i got to be a droid i feel like i picked being a droid but i also feel like i got bullied into being the droid of the adventure party because uh, <laughs> it because it meant like i could do stuff but if they wanted to they could force me to do stuff mm-hmm. i don't know it's sort of a fuzzy memory However, I had so much fun playing that game. I was like, I'm going to get this for myself, and then I'm going to play it much nicer kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me and my buddy Michael Meeker, we we played the shit out of it. We would have so many sleepovers where we would just not get any sleep, and, and one of us would, would game master, and one of us would, would do all the stuff, and we would have some pretty complicated like you know setups and everything. Uh, the that original Star Wars role playing game was just rad, and the fact that uh, it was just six sided die, I don't know. To me, like made it easier, although it's not. Um, I definitely played Warhammer when it was new, when it was a single book system. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, me and my buddy Daniel played that, and we loved the. I mean, I know Warhammer is so complicated now, mm-hmm. but when when I first encountered it, it was one book probably like an inch thick uh not too many classes of characters very very streamlined and uh it was it was lovely and i think it was also six-sided die uh when it first came out uh, i, I know it's, it's still six-sided die it's blown up into a whole thing but like it was it was very simple when it first started so me and daniel played that a bunch it's so funny how daniels have always been in my life <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean, around the time I was finishing Scouts, like 17, 18, that was just like the the end of it. And uh, I don't even know that I encountered people that like played it until like when uh, the Blue Sessions living with you and being like and I mean, I I knew that like it had to still exist. But uh, it 100 percent had that, uh, you know, sweaty, sweaty nerds in a basement vibe (laughs) Mm -hmm. if if I thought about it. you know sweaty nerds in in a bedroom (laughs) (laughs) so 
but uh yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it and uh i mean i've, I've done the recorded sessions with you guys the rancor pits and create dragons uh but i mean honestly it's a bit of a it's just uh having time you know what i mean of course so yeah. It's a big yeah. time investment. So I literally told a guy today because I was talking and he was like, you play D&D? And I was like, well, I was like, I want to. I was like, but I'm like, it's a time investment. You have to, if you're going to do it right, you're doing it once a week. And, you know, you have to allow yourself like a four or five hour time block and, and be ready to do all the thing. I'm like, and, you know, with, with Skype and everything, there's always possibilities. But like in person, like doing stuff, just uh, it's not that it's not feasible. I just, I choose to. I don't have that time, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I could ask for it. Odds are my wife would be like, okay with it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So. No, it's hard. I think that's the, one of the hardest things, uh, about, um, tabletop is just finding the time <laughs> when you're an adult is finding the time and then finding the people. Yeah. Like what, what do you think about like the time involved? Well, the time involved is, important right you you want the time involved because you're dedicating yourself to a story right and um it's not just you it's like a story for everyone uh for the dm for uh your fellow players the whole night um and to me that is everything because when you are having a good time um with these systems, with your friends, these memories that you make um, kind of, you know, sitting at the table. Um, oh, I uh, jumped into a room and um, like broke my leg because I freaking tripped on something, right? That that stuff does not just stay as like, you know, it, it would never be as severe as I don't think as that, but you know what I mean. Um, like th those kind of memories that you make aren't just like, oh yeah, my character did this. It's like, no, I did that. And you can remember what the room looked like. You can remember the whole nine and you remember that stuff because you're building this, this story and these memories with the people that, that you're playing with. You know what I mean? And that's very, it's very, a, a very real and tangible kind of like, um, memories that you're building uh kind of like you know we we worked uh i worked and you still work at the uh the land of memories where where, where dreams are made uh disneyland and stuff and that's their that's their whole shtick is building memories and like you know oh come to the park and and make magic for yourself and that playing the tabletop rpgs that's exactly how i feel is happening when you're playing you are making memories with you and your friends and it's great yeah i'm sorry i was like i was enraptured by your story um <laughs> like yeah i i i so so wish like this one of these days i'm gonna i'm gonna pop in on a on a capes and caverns episode just because uh it's through the uh through the through the old message box on the pooter mm -hmm. but uh yeah uh it's just uh it's so so much fun like the time we've had with uh you know your wife the with the countess you me and the deuce with dark john mm -hmm. it's uh wild but like right now what's your what's your time involvement like when you're uh when you're counting out like how much time a week you spend on it what are you what are you at oh gosh um uh, let me see seven to eleven um seven to eleven on one day 
and that was myself with Darth John and that crew. Um, Purple Man is also part of that crew. Uh, the wife is also part of that crew. Um, so there's seven, eight, nine, nine, ten. That's four hours. About a four-hour commitment on that one, uh, generally. Um, and then I have mine, which is we try to hold it every week, but it usually turns into like every other week to like every month, just because people have like it's a different group and and everybody has like big boy jobs and stuff like that. So um, everybody's kind of like really busy. And in that one, it's usually the same uh, about four hours. Uh, and then I have another Saturday one. So that's eight. Then I have a Saturday one, which is also four hours. Uh, and so that's what, 12, 12 hours usually a week spent just on that. And then if we do the Capes and Caverns, uh, 12, 14, 14 to 15 hours, depending on the night. Okay. So that's a week. So well, what is that times four? <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like your weekly commitments, like 15 hours. Yeah, just about. And what about the what about the time to prepare for when you're like leading the campaign? Oh, that's countless. Uh, I can't. I can't even begin to tell you how much like prep work goes into, um, you know, I'm rolling stuff on the side. I don't want to say that too. Long. <laughs> what I happened there? Care. Oh, I had to I had to make sure Darth John's door wasn't open so that I could say secret stuff uh, because you know he's in the campaign that I run. But um, yeah, I'm rolling stuff on the side to see what's going on in in the world because yes, they are doing you know whatever they're doing, but there are um, like because they they make choices and they go different places. Like if you have options to go places, stuff is still going to happen in those other places, right? So they took some precautions, some of the characters on their team, like, took some precautions. So I'm rolling stuff out for that and making sure that, you know, seeing what's going well, what's not going so hot, and, um, you know, what the turn of events are. Because the two groups that I par, uh, that I run myself um, are in the same world at the same time, um, I am rolling extra stuff because they are also kind of, like, helping out. Um in different areas so like one group is aware of the other group but but like the main group is not aware that the second group is around and helping okay yeah so it's a uh, it's very cool for me and it's very cool for the other group the second group and the first group is just really stressed out like all the time which is fantastic i love it are you mainly doing version five of D D? um currently yes we are sticking to um fifth edition um fifth edition is kind of where most of um the folks that we are playing with kind of got into it is the fifth edition so uh it's also a little more streamlined than most of the other editions um i feel it's a it's a little easier to grasp all of the um nuances of the game um it also gives you a little more freedom i think in some cases uh because things are a little more simplified and yeah there's still like there's there's still things that'll give you a headache because of like the way it's written isn't very good <laughs> and stuff like that or certain things are just like like really groundbreaking uh, or game breaking um like features in the game you gotta like temper a little bit and you know fiddle with in order to make it like turn out but you know as long as you're delivering um an enjoyable experience for everybody across the board then you know it's pretty pretty good pretty good i like oh good oh sorry uh, no, go. I, 
I, I really enjoyed the Pathfinder just because um, it was it was wacky. Like you can do so many things, but it, it is what the TTRPG um, community calls crunchy because you're crunching a lot of numbers. And because you're crunching all those numbers, you can deal and do like really fantastical, ridiculous things that are just makes it a little harder to balance, which is why we went to 5e because it's it's just easier to like do the mechanics of the game and everything. So yeah, but it, it really just comes down to taste, I think. Okay, I mean, I know that there there are other there are other TTRPGs, but I think D and D reigns supreme. Is that fair to say? For now, um, they they made a really bad set of choices um, earlier this year that really set them back, and we're gonna see where everything kind of falls. Um, a lot of um, a lot of people kind of like left D and D altogether after what um, the company kind of they 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 changed a lot. They tried to change a lot of things. And it was very controversial the way that they tried to change their stuff. And that drove a lot of people away. But it did open up the doors for a lot of different um, companies to kind of bring in their own. So now we're seeing um, this kind of influx of different systems and amazing content coming out from everybody, which is crazy. I don't think um, D&D itself is ever going to like lose everybody it's just it's just so established at this point that i think it's just here to stay but um just because that is the case doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to come in eventually and be like yo we want to play in this space too and i think we are definitely seeing that right now with people like um you know the critical role folks uh they just made their whole new system uh candela obscura which is gaining in popularity really fast. Um, yeah, the uh, Pathfinder just came out with their second edition, and um, it started making big, big sales and big moves. Um, there's also Starfinder, which is a, a sci-fi style, and um, Deadlands, which is a cowboy uh, version. Really, really crazy. We're we're seeing all sorts of stuff coming out, and it's it's great. I oh. mean, a lot of oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Uh, also, we're, we're seeing a lot of um, other companies, like big companies, like IDW, coming out with, like, the Power Rangers and Transformers and G.I. Joe and, and stuff like that, too, which is crazy. I just wanted to mention that real quick, quick because the Power Rangers system is so good, and I kind of want to get the books. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking up this Candela Obscura stuff just because it's the first I heard about it. Mm -hmm. Um looks pretty interesting but their their adventures are like the are what they've done is originally in the D, &D world yes um their very first campaign was split between um pathfinder and uh fifth edition when they got the fifth edition sponsorship is when they switched over okay yeah and then they made gotcha. everything um but now are they doing stuff in their new system that they created they are. They have, um, I think they're going to be on their third. Um, kind of, it's it's much easier to um, digest these short stories that they're doing with uh, Candela Obscura right now. Um, but there are like three different series right now. Um, 
that I know of, like three different teams that have gone out and to do their thing. They're about to come out with the third one. Um, two officially are already out, and you can watch those, you know, on YouTube um, under the Critical Role uh, thing. But yeah, they're they're really cool. Uh, it's a very interesting system. Uh, I I kind of like um, how story based it is. Um, very interesting. Okay, well, there's like there's two things that you said that I think like are good segues. So first, like, let's just get off the table. Like famous table toppers. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the Critical Role guys. Um, they're they're probably the most famous. And then who else? Like Joe Manganiello, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um, even more so than them, uh, Dimension Twenty with uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan and um, uh, Abria Iyengard. Um, they are phenomenal. I think Abria and Brennan are probably my favorite DMs, um, even more so than Matt Mercer, because I love Matt Mercer because he reminds me of myself very much so uh, in the way that he is um, very nerdy and sometimes a little unsure of himself in, in certain respects, like he he's very confident with his storytelling ability and his his roles his role as a as a DM, but in other things in life like it kind of shines through. And no, I totally get like I'm right there with you, pal. Like <laughs> I get that. But in terms of of like the most famous people like doing this, there was um, Dimension Twenty, like I said, uh, Critical Role. There's um, uh, the Dimension Hole, uh, which is four other folks, and I think Dimension. I think it was the Dimension Hole. Um, they had a really big, like, like a really big or something zone, Adventure Zone. That's what it was. I'm sorry, it was Adventure Zone. And Adventure Zone, they had a huge following. Um, their whole thing got turned into like comic books and and all sorts of weird stuff. Like Adventure Zone is a real big, um, like one of the first to do like um, tabletop RPGs on like a um, almost like a podcast style setting where you can watch them play and, and listen and stuff like that. So, right. But yeah, and there's uh, Dungeons and Daddies. Um, they're pretty fun. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just a bunch of dads like out there adventuring and uh, they have like fanny pack and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they have to report to their wives every once in a while. <laughs> it's it's really ridiculous and it's super cute. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of folks like out there doing stuff. Um, and then, of course, there's well, tons like of in, like, smaller. Groups. Oh, well, like I love that. I love that, you know, the people that are actually like playing that like, you know, aren't necessarily like the celebrities per se. Like mm-hmm. when I like off the top of my head, I know like Johnny Favs, like John Favreau has talked about it uh greg grumberg from like the star wars stuff um who else uh matthew lillard is a name that i remember yeah shaggy himself gerard way of course from my chemical romance um <laughs> big into it there's other people um who else uh like benioff of benioff and weiss mm-hmm. uh, they've talked about it like with their storytelling right with uh with everything they do with Star Wars, like how they they hone their chops with storytelling, like getting into like the D and D world. Um, Anderson Cooper is like a name that not a lot of people realize. Like he's such like the you know journalist, TV personality. Uh, but like he's, I think he played D and D with like Stephen Colbert. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
uh joseph gordon levitt if you're getting like really nerdy like he's uh he's in there who else uh uh we turn like freaking uh, uh from daredevil deborah and wool uh mm-hmm. played some like i think uh vin diesel uh that's another name because he's actually like not the cool action guy in like real life yeah um we already said like joe manganella and henry cavill like they're pretty like the the super famous like make the rest of us like hate them because they're there's no they should not be as cool and beautiful right yeah but like I pulled up a list like just from the old Google factory uh, and like some names that like I would not have thought about like Big Show from wrestling uh, Tim Duncan the basketball player um, freaking uh, Patton Oswalt Dwayne Johnson apparently Terry Crews Vince oh, Vaughn. I've seen Terry. I've seen Terry Crews play with uh, um, Matt Mercer. He's pretty good. He's, he's pretty since, funny. Since we did the uh, the old uh, the music episodes, Tom Morello, <laughs> Rage mm-hmm. Against Rage. Uh, of course, Kevin Smith, right? Um, although I think uh, most of most it feels like Kevin Smith most of his D and D stuff uh, is like stunt D and D. You know, feels mm. like he's into that world. So, but there's a uh, there's a lot more people. And it's it's become more cool. And then of course, like Stranger Things, right? Like brings it to the zeitgeist because it reminds all of us that it was a big part of like the satanic panic and and everything we were doing when we were younger, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's uh there's a lot, of, but the uh, I say the famous table toppers just because I sort of I buried it in there, but like storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that's the for me that's always the the biggest takeaway from like TTRPG that people like. Besides the camaraderie, uh, besides like the the time well spent with friends, uh, from a storytelling angle, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah, like I think of uh, just the like the the silly campaign we're doing with like Darth John, and uh, and all the stuff. Like it's it rightfully in its own way could be could be a fun like Star Wars show, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just uh, we're just all creating different different characters and different ideas all on our own bringing them together into this world created by a dm and like having a bonkers adventure and uh that's happening in countless locations with countless human beings like on the daily right oh of course yeah yeah like just dark john's freaking campaign with you guys like how many years of your life (laughs) oh yeah it's been a long time well, it, it, to be fair, though, like we did have the big break for pandemic um, where we weren't meeting up. Um, and then towards the end of it, we started meeting up on uh, online um, through like Discord and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been a long time, many years. <laughs> yeah. Like what uh, what what what's what be your thoughts like storytelling wise? Well, sto- I mean, storytelling, that's the whole shtick, right? That's the whole thing. That's like you're you're if you're making a fine soup, that's your that's your base. That's your soup base, right? Is storytelling. And then everything else that adds into it is going to add the flavor and the rest of the soup, make up the rest of the soup. Right. So like your 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 DM's story, like the main story is your soup base. And then everybody else's story coming in is like the meat and the potatoes and the rest of the veggies and whatever starches you're going for. And with everybody kind of throwing in their backstories um, and, and 
when you're making backstories, by the by, feel free to go as crazy as you want and then bring it up to the DM and see, like, you know, what works and what and what doesn't and stuff and, and be willing to to compromise. You know what I mean? Because you want the story to be as balanced as possible and fun for everyone at the table. You don't want any showboats or anything like that. You know what I mean? But you also want to feel cool. You you want to have your time in the sun, so to speak. And I think, um, I, I feel like John is very good at doing that. I feel like uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan is like incredible at doing that. And, um, you know, every, every DM and every uh, player kind of has their specialties that they bring to the table. Um, and I think those specialties are what make the soup so good. Mm, I like that. Like, yeah, I mean, all of just just in our own thing, all of us have, have our own like little like things we've created. Yeah. And uh, there, there's so much has been created like behind the scenes for each one of us that probably will never see the light of the recording, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, and I'm sure like, you know, as, as DMs, like, plans are made but it's all it's all on the fly and it's all like improv yes and you know what i mean there could be an entire avenue huh oh i'm I'm sorry i'm just laughing that yes yes it's all yes and because you can you can lay out your the best what you feel is like the best story and it will get upended 99 percent of the time yeah like you have to you know choose your own adventure have many many different different paths laid out and yep. like plans and even if you don't then you just have to audible and on the fly like get there exactly yeah like <laughs> there's always like the classic story of the person that goes to like dm for the first time and just everybody rolls like nat zeros and yeah you have to be like well i guess this campaign's over before it began <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean you you want to be um you know, you want to be imaginative with that kind of stuff. You don't you don't want to end the campaign like immediately. Oh, everybody died. So <laughs> so uh, I will say like my improv skills have improved tenfold uh, being a DM and listening to the wild choices that people make for their characters and just be like, oh, I oh, oh, yes. OK, that's what we're doing. Well, these are the consequences. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, like, do you, so you, in the, in the two that you're running, you are the DM, yes? Correct. Yes. So do you have a preference over playing versus DMing? Um, no, actually, I'm pretty comfortable with both. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in both, uh, both roles. I really enjoy, because both, either way, I'm getting to create at least a character. Um, I feel like when I'm creating like a world, um, they, they both have their own, um, stresses, pressures, and big payoffs that just make you feel really good about playing the game. Right. So like as a DM, um, I'm always concerned about, um, the balance of the story towards my players. Um, I'm, I am trying to have fun myself. Yes. But my, my, where I get my kicks is seeing the players, like, you know, have an emotional um, roller coaster of some sort. You know, whether it be, oh, they're absolutely loving where their character is going. 
oh, they hate it and it's so great because they're so mad, you know, about whatever their character is choosing to do. And maybe they themselves would never do those kind of things. But watching their character go through it, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, I hate them so much, but you're putting this these putting them in these situations that is making it worse. And it's like, no, they're putting themselves in the situations. They got to make the choices, um, you know, and and the consequences of their choices is, is where it's at. And they're like, it's great. Don't stop. I need more. And it's like, you know. You feel real good. I've made my wife cry a couple of times with some really one with some really sad tears and then others with like really happy tears. So, you know, I think <laughs> I've I've made almost every female um, that I've played with cry in some way or form. Um, and a lot of the uh, the dudes, you know, it's that stereotype where where, you know, men are usually more stoic, but don't don't put it out a, a real good story and when you're in it you'll feel it um you'll definitely feel it and i i really like those aspects as a player um i absolutely love seeing a character grow and like figuring out um not so much what the 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 dn story because i'm not trying to like figure out their story i want to be surprised so i'm not trying to like oh, you're going to tell a story that goes this way and this is the next step. No, it's not like I'm watching a movie because I do that with movies all the time. When I'm playing a character, um, I'm trying to see the world from the character's eyes and watch them grow as a person, um, which is very satisfying to me. Like my character Tobias in uh, Darth John's uh, campaign is, um, he was like, you know, my second third favorite character that I ever created. And now he's like my first because the character growth okay. that he's gone through, um, the choices he's made, he's had some really killer, like stoic moments. And um, he's also, you know, opened up uh, Darth John is a very good storyteller and he has allowed us to um, create stories in and of ourselves um, around his awesome storytelling, you know what I mean? And he's giving the, the best thing I like about him is that he gives us um, opportunities to open up the floodgates to other aspects of the characters rather than just, Oh, this is the character as an adventurer. What are they doing as an adventurer? He also opens up the, the table to like, Oh, well you're home now. So what is your character like at home? Like, who is your character for realsies? You know what I mean? Like, right. when they're when they're chilling at home, when they're meeting and talking to their mom and dad, like, how do you feel? Like, here we are. Here's the situation. Your father has come up to you and has given you a giant hug. Like, you know, even with your, your friends here, like, how do you act? What What is your thing? Like, go for it. Let's role play and really get into the, into the meat and potatoes of the character, you know? And uh, I think because of the ability to have fleshed out Tobias as much as I have, um, I feel like I know him more than most of my other characters that I've made. And that's why I love him so much more than the other. That's why he's become my like my favorite character to play. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I said, there's there's just those two aspects, you know, you're either creating a story and and creating this story um, with the idea that 
you know, you want to open up avenues for your players or you're exploring um, not just a world, but yourself as that character. And both both are really great, which is why I can't choose between do I like this one better than that one? Uh, I like them both. They're just very different. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I have not... I mean, I, I game mastered when I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. So what I, what I do remember is I preferred being a player because it was less time. <laughs> yeah. So like when you're a player, like, sure, you could be like thinking about like, oh, um, we're going to build like a hideout or a, a base or whatever. Because in Star Wars, you know, you always have to have like your place to adventure out of. It's not so much like campaigning, like with a backpack through the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe like you have a ship or whatever. So there were there was some there, but when when I was being a game master, and I guess it's just me being guilty of my own like story obsessions, man, just spending so much time like building like intricate like fortresses and like places and like all that stuff. And I I see that in like just the the time Darth John has spent on our silly little rancor pits and crate dragons. Plug plug plug. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the prison transport that we broke out of and like the the current fortress that we're freaking uh someday going to attack (laughs) (laughs) we're in the middle of it (laughs) cliffhangers uh but yeah like just like an incredible amount of time and especially like for him like not being as versed in like the star wars universe as like others uh yeah it, it just yeah like I, I think like there is there's definitely like something spending that time is is worthwhile and you do it for a reason but i think it is easier to be a player that's yeah. all like that's sort of what i was curious about uh it just seems like uh the rewards you get from both are worth the time investment oh definitely definitely yeah like i know like with my with my current time inclinations i would have no time to, to be a, a dm <laughs> of a campaign <laughs> yeah for sure yeah it's uh, the the fact that I get the the things that I do get done uh, with the with the time and everything is is sometimes short of marvel. Although I have less like time uh, time intrusions on my life now than I used to. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty bonkers sometimes. Like the the things that I like piled on top of each other. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Like TTRPGs like super dope, and I don't think uh, I think it's always always gonna be something that like that I flirt around with, like, you know, I always, always want to like join a campaign, but it's just, uh, you know, how, how do you carve out that time? Where, where do you find it? You know what I mean? And the, the kids are still young, you know, so it's, it's harder. And the four-year-old has to, has to be laid down and has to, has to, <laughs> you, you gotta, I have to invest time in him because it'll pay off in the future. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and I'm like, why, why did you spend time with me, Dad? Well, I, I had a a sixteen level orc that I had to, <laughs> that that I had to grow with my friends. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I mean, I I do live in a world I know like capes and caverns is like, uh, but if that ever doesn't exist, I'm like, we we could definitely do something like what we do right now and do a tabletop thing with somebody, which would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yep, yep, yep. But uh what was it also oh, you know, you talked about making ladies cry, you big misogynist you. Uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know, since we since we discussed it with the D and D gals getting done, I think uh I think it's only fair to let you lend your voice to it. But what uh what are your thoughts on like gender and inclusion when it comes to TTRPG? Oh, I think it is the easiest 
one of the easiest ways to put yourself in in somebody else's shoes. You know what I mean? And really um, work with others to get a feel for um, what it's like to be on the other side. You know what I mean? So I have a character, um, and she's low on the list of of the characters that um, I'm enjoying, only because I haven't had enough time to flesh her out. I don't know where she stands right now. I don't know a lot about her. But um, my character, Alondra, um, is probably the character that I'm most excited to learn about and grow. Um, she is um, bisexual, and she is incredibly interesting to me as a man to play this character. Um, not only in a fashion um, um, of, you know, not not from a perspective like, you know, in the, in the 80s when we were growing up, you know, it was very much looked down. I mean, there were all sorts of jokes like just watch a couple episodes of the original In Living Color. You'll kind of like, you'll kind of get the, the feel for like um, how the LGBTQ community was kind of treated at the time. Um not nearly as accepting as we are in today's day, but uh, I've always had friends uh, like from high school and up. Uh, I mean, my cousin Michael, you know, um, is a member of the community and it's always been important for me to try to understand. Like um, there are some Disney folks who used to play a video game with me and I used to use a word that was not good, at, but I always understood it as something else. And then when they they talked to me about it i was like oh shit and i haven't used the word since um but like it really opened my eyes to like yo i might still be saying things or doing things that is hurting other people so i want to kind of learn more about um opening my own eyes and learning more about the community and kind of getting more involved and stuff like that so i think it's really important to to you know kind of grow as a person and such and I feel like I have, and the TTRPG system has really helped me to get into that mindset. Um, playing with James and going out um, with them and their friends uh, to like LARP, which is just a TTRPG, only you're physically acting it out, you know. Um, like going out with them all uh, has been a blast, an absolute joy. I, I absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, I think it's just TTRPGs and... And that community just have a kind of, uh, because it's such a, a fantasy-based thing, it just allows you to be free. You know what I mean? To just right. be you. And I think that's that beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Like, so so I was trying to, like, wrap my, my brain around it. And, like, I should have gone back and, like, re-listened to the episode with James and, and the, the Countess. But uh, <laughs> I love calling her that, for the record. <laughs> but... Um, so one of the, I don't know if we talked about it, but one of the problems with like the fantasy like realm is uh, it did not start with the most inclusive ideas behind it. And I don't know if that was by by intent or by accident, but I think of like the damsel in distress. Right. I think mm -hmm. of the beautiful, like well endowed, like buxom, like 
women of the universe right like the all the artwork and and whatnot uh very like male heroes uh maybe female side characters and and it definitely got the the reputation for the for the sweaty geek right yeah uh just just playing in the basement with other sweaty geeks without without people realizing you know that goes hand in hand with the outsiders like coming together and having a shared safe space to be imaginative and and cohesive and like have bonds and blah 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 um but it it was exclusive in so much that everybody just didn't have the experience of like all the all the women and like you know other other you know uh, how to how to say it like uh uh you know people people that weren't in the mainstream like being involved because obviously like it doesn't get as big as it is now with people the age that they are if nobody was involved exactly you know what i mean and doors get broke down and ceilings get crashed and and all that jazz but like if you were thinking of like swords and sandals and and science fantasy and and all that you weren't you weren't thinking like women you weren't thinking lgbtq you know you were thinking mm-hmm. like uh very very focused for like a male gaze you know for but then people are forgetting like the Anne McCaffrey of it all with all of her dragon novels you know what i mean and how many yeah. like fantasy writers were women like writing books not necessarily for women but for everybody and I mean, yet there is there are a lot of problematics with like J.K. Rowling, but but even there, you know what I mean, like breaking down doors. And there there are plenty of of writers and creators in this space, not just TTRPG, but like the idea, uh, the settings that uh, that are diverse and inclusive. And I think as the world has attempted to be more diverse and more inclusive, I mean, it's by by no means perfect. And I, I get I'm a I'm a white cisgendered, you know, male with a big beard, like talking about it. I get it. I, I get my privilege. You don't have to check it. But it's it's become better, you know, and it's become more inclusive. And the fact that like James can be themselves and like be so celebrated and honestly, like the, the most famous person we know in our direct sphere. Yep. <laughs> Uh, doing the thing is huge uh and the fact that like in you your campaigns you know what i mean it's not just all dudes no uh and in many campaigns it's not just all dudes like if women want to be involved uh or people of of different identities want to be involved there are places for them to be involved and uh and i celebrate that and i think uh i think those old like old stereotypes just need to be like smashed and destroyed Mm -hmm. especially because also like if, if you weren't playing then fuck off like come to the current moment or don't, you know, <laughs> like yeah. uh, you don't need to talk about people's 1980s basement because uh, that's like 40 plus years ago. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if those persons did not grow and are still that person, then gross. There's lots of mold in that basement. Don't worry about that basement. Toxic mold will take care of itself. <laughs> you know. Uh, but come to the brightly lit like gaming rooms of people's houses, you know come to come to the celebrated moment and uh, i do think uh, i do think it's lovely that if you want to get involved there's a place for you 100 percent, there's a place for you and it's not as hard to get involved as you might think i think uh well i haven't haven't checked it on the interwebs <laughs> you could probably type in like i want to join D group and there's something a reddit or a, a discord or something to like get you there oh yeah the discords are all over the place you can absolutely find um groups out there to do that with like easy 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 um yeah and um you know we're always open i'm always open to 
to giving new experiences to friends and stuff like that. So if there's anybody listening who who has always wanted to try, like hit me up. Yeah, slide into those DMs. <laughs> <laughs> slide into his DM. <laughs> uh, but no, like yeah, I think uh, it's always it's always been a place where you can feel included. I don't know that it means that inclusion was always great, but like you know what I mean. It was. It was the the last bastion for the for the forgotten and the the trodden and you know it was uh and like me and my buddy Michael we were we were geeks you know what I mean and we weren't necessarily cool but like when we were Star Wars RPG and on a weekend we didn't give two shits about any of that you know what I mean it was a it was an escape and it was it was a better escape than like anything that was being offered on the telly and. yeah, to like lose yourself uh, in in the moment, you know, it uh, it's pretty wild. It was great. I think that's my favorite part is losing yourself to the story and kind of um, you like I said, you can really build like strong memories of like, yo, I was there in this place with this thing, you know, and and we were, you know, you can smell it in your head, you can you know, feel the the heat or the cold, you know, whatever it is. And it's just, you can really immerse yourself if you allow yourself to like kind of just be in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like talking about those moments, is there anything like characters, campaigns, systems that you wanted specifically to like talk about? Um, I think I've talked about Tobias enough. <laughs> uh, Alondra, I just haven't had enough um, like moments with her to really bring her out one of the um uh other systems that i really want to play is um starfinder uh starfinder is from the pathfinder folks and it's all sci-fi it's sci-fi stuff and i've been i'm a huge fan of like science fiction and fantasy and i really enjoy when they blend together too um like one of my favorite writers his name was uh jack l chalker um, there's this book series that I really like from him called uh, the Well World, Well World series, and it was a really fantastic blend of like fantasy type creatures in a sci-fi setting, whereas um, all of these um, fantastical fairies and and centaurs and stuff they had a very scientific like um, explanation for where they came from and the whole line in in the story and i feel like starfinder is a way to really um encompass that because not only do you have like the typical races of your of your humans dwarves elves you know um gnomes and 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 stuff like that but you also have all of the the universe is basically open to you and it has all these other like crazy alien races and ways to create your own alien race and like um they give you um a a set parameters as to how to create like a race you know somewhere out there in the universe and stuff all while giving you like plenty of options to play from already so it's uh pretty cool um to me i i enjoy the fact that they have you know um ship settings and They've already have like pre-made, um, you know, phaser guns and and plasma rifles and laser swords, the whole nine. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, Starfinder, uh, you could pretty much get the books at any game store 
it's pretty popular at the moment. Um, and since WizKids kind of blew, shot themselves in the foot with um, the whole, uh, what was it, controversy that they caused uh, earlier this year, like, you know, it'll be much easier to find their books right now because they've been gaining in popularity. Um, the other system that I wanted to talk about is that Power Ranger system, man. Dude, Power Ranger system so sick. You could make your own Power Rangers and, you know, uh, tap into the grid. And it has this whole, like, uh, breaking into the uh, the comics and stuff uh, that Dan Mora was working on. And, and the multiverse and all this other stuff. And you could get a Zord. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. That's, that's cool. And uh, maybe maybe Danny would be um, interested, but they also have a G.I. Joe and a Transformers, and now they're having a G.I. Joe's and Transformer crossover book where you can have, um, you can be a Transformer or a Joe, um, and then you can work together where you as a Transformer are fighting, doing your stuff, go into vehicle mode and then you drive the Joe around to do their stuff and you're the vehicle and it's, it's really crazy. And the storytelling that like the ideas come into the brain as to, to be a DM for those games would just be wild, like absolutely wild, very cool stuff going on right now. Like everybody is seeing their chance to like, uh, jump out into the sun right now so it's it's a wild time it's a wild time to be a ttrpg person well it's all uh what renegade game studios right mm-hmm. yeah so just like on their side like literally they have like joe transformers power rangers and then there's a vampire rivals thing that caught my eye and then access and allies so cool yeah so they're uh they're doing they're doing different stuff you know what i mean so it looks like a lot of their stuff also comes with figures. So there's a, a bit of a merchandising involved. But yeah, like I've, I've seen some Star Wars stuff with figures. My buddy uh, Dan Dan, the library man, he uh, he gets really into that. Yeah. But I, I guess that's a good just for like a, a little like small like discussion. Like we talked like tabletop role playing game, but like the card games fall into that too, right? Some of them, uh, some of them fall into the same like kind of storytelling elements. Like, um, there's this game um, that I, it was the very first card game I ever played with Purple Man. Actually, um, it's called Gloom, and it's all about um, making stories, like coming up with the best the best story and uh, using your cards effectively to tell those stories. Um, um, I, I feel like a lot of the card games are um much different because it is a little more monetized and you know like a uh, magic the gathering um being a, a whole whiz kids thing they kind of have crossovers now where um a lot of these characters are kind of crossing over into the D world and now you're seeing like more storytelling on the cards themselves um and vice versa you're seeing a lot of stories involving those characters from the cards as well um i think that's pretty cool and I, I kind of wish that that would happen more often because pretty neat. Um, you get a lot of ideas from stuff like that. You know what I mean? And, and I guess like technically yeah. you could make like pretty much anything if you you're, you know, imaginative enough. You can do anything um, in those spaces. But like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like I'm just I like looked off on like RPG card games and there's like one called RPG Battles, Royal Blood. 
Uh, oh, and then of course they want me to opt in for ads. <laughs> uh, and then there was uh, the one you just mentioned, like the Gloomhaven or whatever. Yep. And then uh, I don't know what the other one was that they had listed there before it tried to get me to to do the thing. But yeah, there are some. Uh, and like I think of uh, the the Marvel game that that I picked up that you've gotten a bunch of stuff for me. Like it's not necessarily complete story based, but uh, because you get to like pick your adventures and like your your format and everything, and it's always different. Yeah, yeah, very much is. Yeah, different villains. The, uh, legendary, legendary. I I need to. I have a Jones in to play that game in the near future, man. Oh, let's do it. I got you <laughs> like I think I got you like seven different um, expansions already. I, I know, so. I know. He's such a good friend. Uh, Every time I, I see a new one, I'm like, oh, he's got to have that. <laughs> I was I was telling uh, the the nine year old about it because we're we play board games as a family. Like I mean, we we place it. We got a we got Heather. I mean, it's I know it's not TTRPG, but we got her a goofy movie game. Uh, it's the the pop the pop the who's the who's the big company that does pop? Uh, freaking uh, 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 why can I not think of the name of the the parent company? Is that Funko? So Funko that? does they make games. Yeah. So Funko Games, they'll make specific games like centered around like an IP. Uh, but it's a it's a really neat game and it has some like different mechanics that I haven't seen like in a game. So we've played it and we've had fun. Uh, and we get a shit ton of board games, bingo and whatnot. I know you're like a board game guy, so you probably love the idea that we're playing board games as a family. Oh, but I, I told Tyler, I'm like, bro, I have a board game that will blow your mind. And he's like, where is it? I'm like, it's at Uncle Blue's. I said, but bought it when I lived with Uncle Blue. I'm like, and it's been added to, and uh, like, there's so much to it. I said, but it's a little complicated. I think it might be a little bit above your pay grade, but when you're ready, we can 100% just lose so much time playing this. And he was like, oh, and I'm like, and it's all Marvel superheroes. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, buddy. So yeah, someday. <laughs> yeah. That, um, that that goofy game is is that the one where uh you gotta like kind of beat um uh, get to the the what is it, the concert before the guy does and then yeah yeah I played it I played it with uh Heather when we went uh we went out to dinner one night and uh we went to a game shop to have that dinner and that game shop happened to have that game I played it it's a good one yeah so there's like power line is on the board like getting to the concert and then goofy's on the board like heading towards the concert and then you all the other characters mm -hmm. and you got to get there before like power line like opens up the concert or goofy gets there yeah but uh yeah it was it's fun yeah and like you know the the, the tribal chiefess uh she uh she loves her some goofy so that was a, a mother's day gift that's nice so uh yeah but uh, like I guess the the way to to wrap it all up and finish is just uh, D and D and pop culture blue. We I mean I mentioned the Stranger Things and all, but but how do how do you feel about uh the cultural moment uh making D and D cool? Like was it cooler when it was your thing, or no? I think bringing more people into it is vastly better. Um, okay. Being able to find. And and the reason for that is I feel like um, there's so much untapped potential in storytelling when you have more friends and more people. Um, 
and that for me is the big pull like i love um stories and i love having deep lore and i love having like friends bring out characters and then now you know i want to learn more about that character like what's really going on with them and stuff like that so i i am vastly glad um and eons more happy that more people are actually playing um rather than just keeping it to you know myself yeah i mean like D D goes all the way back to before both of us like 1974 right so it's uh it's older than us but i would say in the last like decade it's gone pretty huge yeah um and it's like it's like just as much as shorthand and like pop culture as like many other things that we we talk about here on the podcast Mm -hmm. um but like it's it's gone into like you know different books into like comic uh been in film i mean people like oh yeah oh yeah it's been recently in films like no friends like in et the extraterrestrial dnd is there you know what i mean and that's way back in the 80s uh futurama referenced it um of course like onward like the pixar (laughs) pixar makes the entire movie which doesn't exist without dnd being a thing yep um yeah uh it's been on a bunch of different like television shows i uh, to me i think like you know freaks and geeks and then like community does some really really great D D stuff um but you know mentioned in the simpsons of course comic book guy and whatnot uh, i was in buffy i think like gravity falls of course we mentioned stranger things big bang theory there's like the the famous D group with will wheaton you know mm-hmm. shat will william shatner kevin smith joe manganella kareem abdul jabbar <laughs> that's why so uh yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty freaking wild. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, just people making their living off of off of t- tabletop role playing game nowadays. Uh, not us, but uh, but yeah. Uh, and then like getting back to like music, like Stephen Lynch has a great D&D song. Uh, Weezer mentions it in one of their songs. Uh, My Chemical Romance, it's uh, in the video for I'm Not Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's so much. And then like, lastly, just a real brief, we don't have to be like long on it, but there was a whole like popular D and D movie. There was an unpopular one too, but like blue, I don't think you've ever, ever talked about like that, the Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out quite recently. Didn't we? I thought we did. Uh, I freaking loved it. Oh my God. The, the chubby dragon, the freaking um, the characters and the way so like um gosh i could really go on and on about uh the new D movie and it would take us another hour or so but um there was there's this part at the end where they're fighting i think it's safe to like spoilers right oh, yeah. you're good like uh it's if you work. haven't if you haven't seen it you're reaching the tail end of this and we's gonna wrap up after it so advita saying we're sorry but yeah spoilers yeah. spoilers abound Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, you got your couple seconds of freaking warning there. Um, anyways, so towards the end when um, the great, great scene where the team bands up to defeat the big bad at the end, if you actually count out um, in seconds between everybody taking their actions and doing stuff, it's six seconds between each one, which is such a big 
thing. It's like such a huge deal. So for um, some folks who are like newer to to D and D, um, the whole thing of when you enter combat, it's like, oh, everybody's turn in the turn order goes in um, six second intervals. So in this six seconds, these are the things you do. What do you do? And then you take your turn, right? And a lot of people, um, you know, who who aren't kind of familiar with how the game works and stuff like that goes, how are you supposed to do all this stuff in six seconds? Well, watch that scene and you will understand. They did that on purpose with the thought, hey, like now you can see in a, a physical representation of what it means for everybody taking their turns and the bad guy taking a couple of reactions and um, what they call like legendary reactions and stuff like that. Because legendary reactions for big bosses is like a big thing and they can do special stuff because it's the big bad, right? You want to have like an epic fight against that that last boss and then do something incredible like the character did when he counterspelled the lady and then they they freaking won you know what i mean so it's it's it that movie it was those little attentions to detail in that movie that really like made it shine for me um and yes of course it's not a perfect movie um there are things that i would have liked to have seen more of like the character of the tiefling druid i would have liked more than like the eight or nine lines that they had in the movie and a more fleshed out character but the movie was already super long and vast and gave us so much more that i was like you know what whatever (laughs) it's fine they did a really good job anyway and i can overlook that so it's like overall i really like the movie um my sister-in-law cat bought it it's here in the house we can watch it anytime and i do yeah, it was uh, it was really really enjoyable. I liked it very much. I thought I was gonna like it for for certain reasons, and then I ended up liking it for others. So yeah, yeah it uh it, it's not connected to any of the previous uh, films based on like Forgotten Realm stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean that that old D and D movie, it's not the best. No, no. Yeah. No, that was the one with uh, <laughs> Marlon Wayans and yeah. It yeah. Wasn't I mean, you know, uh, m- movies exist. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, but hopefully, like, you know, that that proves that they could uh, that they could do more movies. You know, in 2000, they had uh, Jeremy Irons and Marlon Wayans and, and Thora Birch. And uh, they made they made a movie that uh, I know I saw it at some point. I don't really remember too much about it uh, other than it exists. <laughs> I mean, they uh they, there's been lots of movies, but the, this was the the first where like, hey, good for you, you did the you did the classic TTRPG, and uh, and it was good. Yeah, it, it was enjoyable. All right, so I guess it's uh, time for final thoughts, Blue. Um, if you have a chance ever, uh, it doesn't have to be with me, but if you ever have a chance to play a TTRPG, um, at all, if you're a person that enjoys stories. And um, I would imagine that you would be the type of person that enjoys stories if you're here geeking out with us. Um, If you're into um, friendship (laughs) and building memories with those friends, then give it a shot. You you might surprise yourself, um, even if you think that you're not that great at, you know, um, improv or or coming up with stuff like that. Um, You would be surprised at the way you handle things when you're, one, in the moment, and two, 
in the moment with people that you trust and and love so give it a shot you know um if you're if you're still a little squeamish uh talk to your friends it, it might be a little more contagious than you think and a lot of them may already be you know playing and you might not know it so i feel like ttrpgs are kind of like cocaine a lot of your adult friends a lot more of your adult friends are doing it than you think they are <laughs> that, that was that was a strange uh, strange way to go blue it's it's true though like every time i i hear about cocaine i'm like gosh i i've never done a drug i'll never do a drug but like i was like yeah and then everybody was chiming in like oh i've tried to cocaine and i'm like who are you people? Like what? <laughs> I I have also never done cocaine blue, so it's a hell of a drug I hear. Hell of a drug. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> all all your friends are TTRPG and you just don't know it. Yeah, I had a had a lovely conversation with like one of the guys that worked today because just he's like, oh, you're doing it, and he was so eager, and I was like, man, there's like so many ways you could get into it. He's like. Well, I play these like complicated board games and he said a couple that I know you've mentioned and I was like, Oh, you're just like you're like gateway drugging, man. Like you're just a moment away from a character sheet. Yep. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I don't think any of my friends would be into it. And I was like, You don't know unless you try, buddy. Mm-hmm. I was like, literally for like a forty dollar investment, you can get everything you need. It's like and you got a table at your house, you're good. You know, not that you have to have a tabletop to tabletop RPG, but it is in the name. <laughs> I mean, you, that's you, need, also- you need a flat surface to roll <laughs> dice upon, <laughs> yeah. ideally. But uh, if people can can roll some craps in an alleyway, I imagine you could TTRPG there as well. <laughs> oh, could My, you imagine? That'd be hilarious. Uh, just just whole bunch of nerds all rolling dice in an alley, and the cops like roll down like, "What are you doing?" Well, like, stop! My cleric's about to pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh good sauce all right man i mean i don't i don't have much to add other than i think ttrpg is great and uh and it was it was an easy topic to like talk about with you because you're you're so invested into it and you love it so much so uh it gives you the avenue all all i ask is do you feel like do you feel like your uh your addition to the conversation is worthy and i gave you your due diligence golly i sure hope so i i feel like you gave me my due diligence but i hope it 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 helps or added to the conversation at all. I think so. I, I always love hearing you talk. You I sir, that because I don't like hearing you talk. Well, that's okay, because you really don't have to listen to yourself. Yeah, which is a that, that all falls into my theory that nobody likes the own the sound of their voice because you're not supposed to listen to yourself talk. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to listen to others. I, I'm in the same boat. I hate my voice, but, you know, people don't turn the turn the radio off, I guess, so... Good for you. Thank you, friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have the great voice of Blue, but uh, you know, it's a voice, I, and it's talking. I'm still not sure about if I have a great voice, but like, thank you. Oh, you do. You do. It's uh, unequivocal. That's the wrong word, but uh, indubitable. Got it. Uh, in- inconceivable. I don't think that word means what I think it means. Anyways. <laughs> All right, friends. We hope. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the the TTRPG. Yeah, you know me. Uh, I also debated being like, can I TTRPG? Yes, you can. Can I TTRPG? Yes, you can. Can I TTRPG? Yes, you can. Because of Shiny and the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it, it didn't have the same flow. That's fair. Yeah. 
but can you ttrpg yes you can for sure for sure and if you've never done a can i kick it yes you can moment with sean you're just missing out because uh it's pretty cute until he's like no you can't he hurts my feelings <laughs> that was a that was their night we dig each other's vibes uh but blue plug away uh you can catch me at blue wolf d on instagram you can also catch me uh, uh every other week i think we're doing bi-weekly at, at the moment um on capes and caverns which is a superhero inspired DD campaign uh led by my fantastical friends uh steven thomas which is uh otherwise known as silver underscore bullet um and of course mr cameron jackson uh at cam jackson uh cam underscore jackson um yeah just uh woof two amazing incredible folks uh great voice actors um great actors uh actually as well as our good friend autumn gaberski who is themselves also an incredible actor um and voice actor be looking out for their stuff coming out soon like i think they said their their movie is coming out uh hopefully to publish like oof, that's gonna be really fun but uh yeah we do that uh you can catch that on youtube um at under uh silver underscore bullet and then of course blue wolf d on the instagram i said that first haha okay haha i just want to make sure because he, he posted art for inktober he was a good he was a good noodle I did a lot Posted more art. than I he did. He did not draw me like one of his French girls, but we'll forgive him. <laughs> Neither did Roman. Nobody drew me like one of their French girls. Sad face. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, and just to, just to sort of like tease, I don't know when the episode's going to come out, but I stole the attention of the Capes and Caverns crew for a third iteration of Musicals. Yeah. So... So it's been recorded. It just has to be edited and and go up. Um, I'm finding myself in a lovely glut of content currently. And for that, I am thankful. I just, uh, instead of posting it up, I promised I'd catch up on the news. I'd catch up on the stuff I watched. And I needed to do that. I promised I would. So I've done it. So now we'll see where we go from here. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the, the strikery is over. Uh, but the content continues. I think it's funny uh, that we have 100% like we did the whole strike thing, the solidarity with our brothers and sisters. Uh, but <laughs> then we're like, we're still talking about stuff that's not like non-official content. Let's talk TTRPG. <laughs> so, yeah, good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the the Musicals episode. So, yeah. Uh, and then there will be some reviews coming. I've actually been uh, been tugging on ears, being like, hey, do you want to do these review things? Uh, the deeper reviews for a few items. So those are coming. In fact, one of them's getting recorded tomorrow night. So, yeah, uh, I don't think that episode will drop before this one. But if it does, I hope you liked it. <laughs> if not, you'll like it in the future. Uh, you know me, laugh at a fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email like Jerry. I will respond. Jerry has a has a message in his inbox. Just waiting for him. Uh, I'm 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 not delayed there, but it's that's one of those friendship pen pal situations. If you, dear listener, sent me one fresh, it's gonna get responded to quicker because I I know what it means to just sit and delay on something like that. Um, at Wookie Ride on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, laugh at a fuzzball podcast at, no i said that so uh tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball you really want to support the podcast buy a sticker buy a shirt buy a something 
Uh, granted, most of the money goes to T Public, but a couple of ducats find their way my way, and it gives you something tangible. Like, I don't want your support. Just I don't want to just rob your bank account. Like, I've done this free podcast for so damn long. I'm not trying to to milk you, not not hooking you up to a milking machine and milking you. I'm not an awful human. I'm a ninja turtle. I'm against milking. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what else? Uh, you know, Spotify for podcasters is the home of the podcast. Uh, Spotify. I'm not sure what they're doing to the podcast realm. Uh, I I get that nobody owes me one red cent, but uh, Anchor sort of started with a you know no minimum listenership, make a make a couple ducats, and it was fine. And now it started off with like you needed a hundred subscribers, and now you have to have like a thousand listens in a week or a month what? to even like yeah even like qualify for like the minimum level of like monetization. And <laughs> that's, that's bananas. Not- yeah, that's not that's it's not where this podcast sits. So and yeah, it should should sit higher after so long and so much quality entertainment, but it does not. Which means if you listen and you like it, share it, pass it on, forward sure. stuff. So, like yeah, tell people. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm not gonna say it's the best podcast on the interwebs, but I know it's definitely way above the middle. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of quality content, lots of quality people. So do your thing so we can keep doing ours. Uh, we we keep continuing. If nothing else, it gives us an excuse to have the every other week friendship like get together. Yeah. And uh, while we don't record it half the time, we have the most fun in the in the preceding moments where we're just catching up and being homies. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and Danny he's still doing the nursing thing. Someday he may come back. He's still co-host. We miss you, Mr. Deuce, Mr. Marshall, the Duke of Deuce. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a busy fella, and we love him, and we hope he's well. I think I did all the pluggy plugs, but uh, yep. if I did not, beg your indulgence is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Get out there, find some homies, do some little tabletop role-playing game. You will not regret it. I promise. Yeah. Promise. promise. But uh, until the next iteration of the podcast, we'll catch you on the flip side. TTFN, Blue, and and Wookie out. Out. Yeah. Now, now roll for uh, roll for initiative. Uh, if you want to fight, <laughs> oh, is it only for fighting? Yeah. How would you roll for ending something? You, you don't. You just okay. GG everybody. <laughs>